0: If you wanna improve the quality of the lives of people in your organization, you know, one of the things you have to do, and we talked about this in previous um, videos, is to be a mentor. And what do I mean by be a mentor? Hi, welcome to another episode of Bokhtari MD. This season, we're going to be covering crash CEO school. So, basically, we're going to try to go over all the skills that you need to be an effective CEO, be an effective leader, sort of without having to make all the mistakes, you know, as you learn the tr- tricks of the trade. Maybe, you know, learn some from other people's mistakes and incorporate it into your style and mannerism. Doesn't really matter what size of organization you're in. Obviously the bigger organizations have different challenges than the medium and the small. But some of these skills hopefully transcend all of that. If you like the content of Crash CEO School, make sure you comment, like, and subscribe because it really helps us in you know, our channel grow and it helps us put out more content like this. So thank you so much. Now in my last episode, we talked about you know mentoring people in your organization to become owners rather than just renters and what that could bring to your organization. But that only works. People only become owners if the people on the other side of the equation appreciate that and are grateful for that and reward that, right? Because at the end of the day, what's in it if you are going to give of yourself and then really see nothing as a result of it? In other words, not even a tit for tat, But if you go into an organization and really give of yourself above and beyond the call of duty, not necessarily working more than 40 hours a week, but having a sense that you're going to put out the same product as you would as if you owned the company which is a pretty high bar and which is what I've already described in the previous episode which by the way I'll provide a link for so you can if you haven't seen that and also will be in the description about you know why why should you become an owner why should you give of yourself if your organization doesn't necessarily value it is not grateful for it doesn't necessarily want it especially your direct boss or the main leader of the organization if that's not where their mindset is it's hard to imagine a scenario where people say, yeah, I'm going to you know, give that extra mile when it doesn't even get noticed or acknowledged. It's interesting, though, the people who do give the extra mile aren't necessarily saying, I need a tit for tat. Every time I do something, I need a raise, I need acknowledgement. But broadly speaking, over the course of time, if those kind of efforts are not acknowledged, if you're not grateful for it, if you don't appreciate it, long-term is just simply not going to work. So in this Video, I'm going to go over how you, as a leader, whether you're the CEO or a leader of a department, need to understand and appreciate what your staff, employees, uh, your leadership team is doing, and how you need to be cognizant and how you need to respond to that. At some point, they're going to be looking to you and saying, Hmm, okay, I'm giving my all, I'm doing all this, but how is that being digested? How is it being interpreted, if that makes sense? So to start off this topic, I want to borrow a phrase that I heard from Patrick Beth David about the role of a CEO. And I'm going to paraphrase what he says, and I'll put a link to his YouTube channel. He's got great material there. But he said the job of a CEO is to improve the lives of the people in his organization. And I think that's how he phrased it. But the message I got from that was the message that, you know, had resonated with me for a long time. Whether you call it improve the lives or looking out for or whatever way you want to say it. Really, if you look at the job of a CEO or a leader, yes, of course, it's to grow profits, grow business. But really, those almost can often be secondary to taking care of the people in your organization and waking up every morning and saying, how can I improve the lives of everyone in, in our organization? In a way, that's win-win, because in many ways, when you improve the lives of people in your organization – you know, they also, in exchange, take care of the organization, and you show you're grateful, you show you appreciate it, and it's got to be a genuine sense of appreciation, not a sort of, hey, I, I only appreciate it because you're doing these great things because – Well, you know, what you'll find are certain people go through rough patches and rough times where they're not contributing. But if you genuinely acknowledge and appreciate the commitment and and, and the dedication your staff is putting out, that is going to make a huge difference. So let's talk about that. So at the end of the day, to quote Patrick, Beth, David, you really work for your employees. And I've often felt that way and acknowledged that however you want to call it, you really work for them. It's You may think that they work for you, but in the long term, you are working for them. So really your job then is how to improve the lives of everyone in your organization. And I want to break this up into separate categories uh, in terms of improving the lives of people in your organization. Number one, mentoring. Number two, role model. Number three, a career counselor. Number four, strategies to improve the quality of their lives. And then the last one, almost like a personal counselor, and I'll talk about that. And actually, the last one beyond that is to address their financial situation, meaning their financial compensation. So these are all the things you need to look at. So those six things are the things you need to look at, but let's go through each one one by one. Let's talk about number one. If you want to improve the quality of lives of people in your organization, you know, one of the things you have to do, and we talked about this in previous um, videos, is to be a mentor. And what do I mean by be a mentor? Well, to be a mentor, you have to help people in your organization acquire Different skill sets, and you may have to literally directly help them acquire that. Whether those are soft skills such as inter- interpersonal relationships, how they talk with coworkers, how they deal with vendors, those strategies need often a mentor to guide to, I would say, to even around the edges, help understand the nuances and subtleties of some of these skills. Often, this is not stuff you can put in a manual, the basics you can put in a manual, but some of the other stuff needs to literally be almost like an apprenticeship or a mentoring process for people to get the nuanced perspective of some of that. Now, some of our hard skills, literally how to use a software, how to you know navigate a certain technical situation, and again, if you're in a position to provide that kind of mentoring, That really goes a long way. And that, of course, includes technical skills that people may need in the, in the job. So mentoring on all of those, uh, or coming up with mechanisms where people can be mentored on those things is very, very important. That's really your job. You need to understand if that's happening. Uh, And then lastly, which I hit upon is, is the sort of interpersonal Skills. A lot of times, you know, people, it's their first job, their second job, third job. They don't know how to navigate conflict or delicate situations or in terms of how to address other people in terms of interpersonal skills. One of the things that you quickly learn as a CEO, as a leader, for example, is different people, you know, digest information differently. So you may want to say the same thing to three different people in your organization. And believe it or not, to each person, you may have to serve up the same information differently. So you're going to say the exact same thing, but knowing how that person digests information, having worked with them, allows you to calibrate how you speak with them, right? So there's certain staff, for example, that you know can walk into my office and I can just be direct. I can say, listen, you know that last report Here's th- here's three things that were wrong with it and let's try to fix it. Okay, that's person A. Another person may walk in and say, "Hey, you know that report? Let me tell you the five great things I liked about it." Boom 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 boom. But here's three areas that well I don't know, what do you think? Do you think there's some areas of improvement that we can have on these three? Both those scenarios we we essentially said the same thing, right? There's three areas that need to be improved. But sometimes you have to understand how people are going to digest information. And again, that becomes, you know, when people say he's a savvy leader or he's a very considerate leader or she's a considerate leader or she's a great leader, some of that involves those interpersonal skills and to be able to calibrate how you serve up information, how you digest information from different people, you know. Even how you hear information from one person, you know, you know if somebody says something, you know, that may seem, you know, a little jarring, but you know who it came from, you know, to digest it a different way versus someone else. So, these skills are things that you need to pass on as a mentor to your, for sure, senior leadership and whoever else that you you are, you have the opportunity to work with. So, again, these are things that you need to mentor again, to improve the lives of the people in your organization. And the last thing about mentoring, which is something that um, often gets lost, is while you're mentoring people, on some level you have to be teaching them how to mentor others, right? Because at the end of the day, there's only so many people in your organization you're going to be able to mentor one-on-one. But if you're able to let people know, not only do I want you to become really amazing, but I want you to teach other people to become amazing, right? Because imagine how exponential that is. So let's say you have this one great employee or staff that's killing it, is thorough and does lots of stuff. Wouldn't it be great if you had five more like that? Well, the only way you're going to necessarily get five more like that is if they're able to mentor others, right? And to become owners and to have. These skills that you 're passing on, so one of the things that you want to pass on as you 're mentoring is that even your mentoring is a skill set that you would like them to take and pass on to others, and that 's something that unless you actually focus on is lost on people people think oh i 'm being mentored to be great, but you know you have to incorporate in that process. We also want you to be great, but we also want you to help others become great. So these skills that we're teaching you, soft skills, technical skills, hard skills, remember, when you're given an opportunity, you need to pass that on to others. Before we move on to our next topic, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this video, eNational Testing. Why hasn't getting a simple laboratory test been as easy as ordering something online? Well, now it is. With three simple steps on enationaltesting.com, you can have your laboratory test ordered, go in for testing the same day, and get your results quickly, right to your email. Enational Testing is fast, convenient, and confidential. Begin taking charge of your health today with Enational Testing's complete healthcare panels and easy to understand results at over 2,000 locations nationwide. No matter who you are, where you are in the United States, or what your health concerns are, E-National Testing is your comprehensive resource for laboratory testing services. It's time to focus on yourself. Let us do the hard work for you. E-National Testing, easy, convenient, and tailored to your health needs. The next thing is role model. I've brought this up in other videos, but again, the role model is still something that you can used to improve the lives of people in your organization. You know, I brought up er- earlier for example, if you're ethical, you're honest, you're driven, you have dedication. You know, you can't ask other people for those things if you yourself don't have that. So, I think part of your job is to be those things so you you're not asking people to be things that you are not prepared to do. Even this idea as a role model that you're solution driven you you don't stop the first time there's a bump in the road you keep pushing through you you uh, have a sense of priority of what's important you're going to get the job done if you're not doing it you can't ask other people to do it the other things that you need to role model is you know you need to show people that you are uh, you value relationships and you are grateful if people think you're only in it for the bottom line or you know the most you can get out of people and you don't really value them as a human being, you don't value the relationship, you don't acknowledge the relationship, and you're not grateful for all the great things that people are doing for you and your organization. You know, as a role model, you if you are not grateful and you don't appreciate the the often you know amazing commitment and, and amazing jobs that people do around you. It's going to be hard to have uh, people you know be like that themselves. So you're, you being a, a role model is going to be imperative. And then the other thing about being a role model is, and we're going to talk about it in one of the other topics is to you know be grateful and and reward people professionally and financially for the great work that they do. Next topic is to be <laughs> is to be a career counselor and i don 't mean it in the traditional sense, but you know i what I have found is rarely does someone start uh, in an organization and then you know twenty years later ten years later they're in the same department they have the same thing that they were hired for. Some of our best leaders are people that were hired for maybe an entry level position and then literally work their way up to you know, higher in different positions and things they would have never dreamed of when they started in the organization. So this idea that you're supposed to look at people's strong suits, see what they're really good at and also what they're not good at and, and provide them with that potentially with those skill sets so they can grow into other positions, other talents, other interests that they have, other things that they're good at. They just needed to be taught some additional skills in those areas that they didn't have it. So this whole idea that you're you you don't just hire someone in the accounting department or the marketing department and and just say okay that's it. You you have to, you know, every once in a while take their temperature and see how their career is going, where else can they blossom into. And again, this is your job. Part of your job is to evaluate and assess those things. So Next category is just, and I'm going to put this in the category of, of improving the lives of people in your organization. And there's many ways to do it, but let's separate them out. One, for example, is the physical space. Obviously, uh, you know we've all seen. Um, you know, pictures of high tech companies in Silicon Valley with, you know, bowling alleys and pool tables and what have you. Obviously to take into an extreme, but I think most middle America companies are not going to be able to do that. But that doesn't mean. You can't value the physical space and make it comfortable and make it attractive as possible at depending on the size of your company, your revenue, but to actually think about the physical environment and as best as you can improve, add perks to the physical environment as, as allowed. The next thing is just, you know, special accommodations. Now, this is a two-edged sword. You can't be giving millions of people special accommodations, uh, because obviously the organization still needs to, a run as, as best as possible. But, you know, if someone is going through a, a specific time, a special issue, especially once they've shown that they, 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 they're in it to win it, um, you know, you have to be cognizant. Sometimes they won't come to you. You may have to Pick up on it yourself, but sometimes people do need special accommodations, or sometimes a special schedule, uh, especially if something is going on. If you if that's not on your radar screen, if you if your antennas are not up for that, and you miss that, uh, that's not that's not going to be good. So you have to really understand that. Now, obviously, if somebody needs special accommodations every week, every month, that's a different story. But life happens. Uh, we all have lies, we all have issues that come up, and you have to balance that uh, versus, you know, again, like I said, someone who every week something's happening, then then obviously it may be slightly different. The other thing is um, uh, I don't know if people sometimes look at investing in technology that doesn't necessarily add to your bottom line. I think a lot of CEOs and leaders are like, okay, you know, we'll get this new technology because it's going to improve our sales order or it's going to improve our inventory, how much we spend on something. But sometimes you invest in technology that all it does is take work away from your staff that doesn't necessarily immediately translate into a financial benefit. It simply takes work away from them that Maybe is grueling or repetitive or what have you, but what's interesting is the improving the quality of life for your staff, meaning taking work away from them that I don't want to say is not necessary, but if there's an easier way to do it, and improving their quality of life, believe it or not, the sense of you know I love my job, I love uh, you know what I do. All of these factors I've talked about above and this contribute to that. So if you ever have an opportunity to invest in technology that doesn't always impact your bottom line, simply makes the lives of people in your organization easier, uh, it's something you should invest in if you can. Uh, it's not intuitive because I think most leaders look at technology investments as – you know, yeah, maybe it'll it'll save time for my staff so they can do other work. I get that. But sometimes it doesn't necessarily even free them up necessarily. It just makes the task they're doing easier. Next thing is kind of a touchy one. It's called being a personal counselor. So I personally, you know, uh, respect the privacy of my staff and I get it. But a lot of times, you know, things are brought to your attention uh, just because of the circumstances. And, you know, one of the things... Uh, you don't want to be is you don't want to take this idea that I don't you know I don't get involved in in people's personal lives too far where you become insensitive or don't care so i think finding that balance especially if it's brought to you of trying to understand what the person's going through and you know at least offering support and understanding and you know and often it just just you know hearing the person out and providing just broad guidance without getting in the weeds. Um, I know like a lot of times when uh, my staff has come to me and they're struggling with something maybe outside of work, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of hearing them, just, you know, reminding them to make good decisions, uh, you know, that that in life there's opportunities, uh, sort of forks in the road where decisions need to be made and to, you know, really evaluate, you know, decisions like you know what you're going to do with a relationship or what you're going to you know who you're going to hang out with you know those you don't have to tell people hey don't hang out with the wrong person or don't hang out with this person or you just say look hang out with whoever you want or do whatever you want just make smart decisions okay cuz the decisions are yours so when there's a fork in the road just make smart decisions that kind of broad interpersonal support is a way of being there, providing that leadership, but you don't necessarily have to get involved in the, you know, minutiae of people's personal lives, which I think need to be respected. So I don't know if that helps, but that's sort of the balanced approach that I like. Okay. So let's talk about financial compensation. So the one thing I, I think is really important, um, is, you know, Whether someone is an owner or renter at the, at the beginning doesn't really matter. I think it's really important to pay people, you know, what they're worth, what the current market value is for that person and to understand that that's the bare minimum anyone should do with the proper benefits for the, for the current situation. And I think you need to as the leader, understand that is your job. And then, of course, if they prove themselves over the medium to long term to make sure the financial compensation is appropriate to reward for that sort of approach and attitude. So I think along with some of the other intangibles that we talked about, uh, also keeping in mind the financial aspects of it. So I hope that helps you understand some of the strategies about how to be a grateful leader, boss, CEO, and, and strategies to incorporate in your everyday life to communicate that. So it's going to be a two way street. You can't ask people, you know, hey, give of yourself uh, and, and give that extra mile. But yeah, you know, but if you do, you know, thanks so much. But, um, you know, that's it. So you definitely don't want that. And I think this sort of mutual combination of uh, you know leaders who are grateful and, and acknowledge and appreciate the commitment of of their team uh, it, in the long run sets up a perfect uh, harmonious situation which will hopefully grow your company so thank you so much for watching uh, make sure you like and subscribe and, and leave comments below if there's other topics you want me to talk about uh, more than happy to, to uh, consider it please let those leave those in the comments below too thank you so much and have a great day be well Bye-bye.